What's up? This is the Cultivate and Keep podcast where we talk about what it means to be a man as a Christian. This is Corey. Jeremy and Max. That's right. This is Jeremy. We've got Max here too. What's up, Max? Shout out to Maximus. Um, And uh, thanks for listening. And we got a fun topic for you. Sort Max of is my dog, by the way. In case yep. Oh, yeah, that's you right. You don't know. Yeah, no, Max <laughs> is not on the podcast. He's currently trying to hump Jeremy's leg, actually. Um, but we got to teach him a little bit. Yeah, you got to teach him some manners, dude. Yeah, working on it. He's Max, in you're in public, dude. Come on, man. Anyways, um, you want to give us a quick shout out on what's new and then we can dive in? Yeah, I just wanted to. Uh, what am I doing? Oh, yeah. You gotta sound inspired, dude. How a listener is gonna be inspired? Okay, to I'm a little distracted from Max. Right That's true. <laughs> Max, drinky low. Um, hey, wanted to remind you and uh, plead with you to uh, plead. Yeah, not plead to uh, request. Beg. To, no, to request <laughs> uh, to go write us a review. You know, we are working on um, growing the podcast and kind of getting our, our name out there. So anything helps. You know, pr- preferably a five star review would be awesome. Um, you, you know, leave a quick comment and just say something kind or whatever just give us honest feedback but we do want reviews so if you could do that that would be great and then also wanted to uh mention again patreon a way to support us so we have a few new supporters so kevin miller is one of those shout out to kevin thanks kevin um yeah if you want to support us that'd be great and if not no worries but that'd be cool cool actually i don't know if i mentioned it stop me if i did but um the the podcast numbers so the verdict's not out on june yet because we don't have that because we're recording in june but May was our biggest month ever by a long shot, actually. Yeah, I don't think you shared it on the podcast. But. No, so the podcast has been growing steadily. So actually, I mean, just like thank you, everyone who's yeah. uh, joining us, who's listening in, who's sharing it with friends, um, talking about it, you know, on social media, on Instagram, on Twitter, Facebook, wherever it is. Um, but we're, we're pretty much, it's funny, like the vast majority of podcasts don't get over kind of a certain amount of downloads. Um, and then it's like very uneven you have like Joe Rogan, right. Who has like the largest single largest audience of anyone in the world. I think he has like six, I'm going to say like 6 billion downloads on all of his podcasts okay. collectively. Yeah. Which is just like ridiculous. And then you have like, so you have a lot of like top tier podcasters, you know, celebrities, well-known people, you know, whatever. And then you have like hobbyists kind of like us who usually don't get over, you know, certain podcast marks. So, uh, but I just want to mention, since we started, uh, we're we're getting we're pretty much in like the top tenth percentile of mm-hmm. podcasts based on benchmarking data that I've seen. Um, even though they're not like huge Joe Rogan numbers, um, the the podcast is growing steadily. So yeah. thank you, everyone. Yeah, it's good. They like yeah. us. I think. I think we're just gonna keep trying our best. Yeah. Um, and you can always email us suggestions at cultivateandq.com. Anyways, today I wanted to talk about. I just, I just sort of had some thoughts and Jeremy, I can kind of bounce them off you. Um, we can talk about them, but five realities about money and uh, your career. Um, but basically you can think about, about it as like, I don't know, myths. I don't know. I forget where I sort of sort of started, but I was listening to a podcast with um, a guy named uh, Ramit Sethi, who's a really smart guy. Uh, he's written a couple of books that sound really scammy, but they're really not. They're really practical. Um, and it kind of just spurred this in me, but I want to talk about, five of the things that I feel like I held on to for a long time or that maybe I didn't fully understand and grasp. And now I feel like these are the things that are like really close. Um, so anyways, we can just kind of go yeah. through them. Cool. So the first one is that the best way to get out of something is to not get in it in the first place. Um, and what I mean by, I don't know when I thought about it and I wrote it down, I, I always hear about, you know, like what do you do if you're X or, 
you know, we listen to a lot of other like financial kind of podcasts and it's like, how do I get out of student debt or what happens when my house is underwater or what happens when, I don't know, you're in a bad place in your marriage or uh, your career, you don't like the job. It's like, well, to be honest, if we had to go back, maybe the best solution to this wouldn't be really any solution at all. It would just be, don't do this in the first place. And it's not that helpful when you're going through something, but it's helpful when planning and thinking about your decisions for the future and that there's literally so much that can be avoided by just not doing it in the first place or not getting yourself in that place um, at all. I feel like that's advice that like would piss me off. Like if someone gave me, you know, it's kind (laughs) of like um, when you're younger, like, you know, you get in trouble or like you're talking back with your parents and your dad says, or you say, you know, why not dad? And he says, because I said so like along the same lines of like, yeah, just doesn't sit well. Like, like, okay, you don't, that's not really helpful. Like that's not what you really need to hear. But I think you made a good point about like, uh, like before you're in the situation, like yeah. you, you recognize this, you know, I think once you're like in a spot to where like you don't want to be in, like hearing that isn't helpful. Um, but, uh, you know, I think like, I think way so ways to like curb this like ways to basically not be um, somewhere you shouldn't have started in the first place. Well, I think one is like run it by someone like obviously like friends, mentors, um, people that you're close with. Like if you have an idea or whether it's a career, whatever it is, like run it by someone. You know, keep people in the loop because they can say, hey, you know what? Probably not a good idea. Um, and if and if um, like if you're not doing that, well, then you're probably going to be blindsided by a lot of poor decisions. I think another key way is um, like seeing the mistakes others make and try to avoid those, you yeah. know, and like not doing them. And then also Huge. like seeing those you admire in your life that are ahead of you and watching what they did and like try your best to replicate that. You know, I think like those three pieces like could be super helpful. Yeah. I think another one too is, um, you know, like when you're, when you're looking at other people's lives and you're thinking about what you're doing, um, like know what you're getting yourself into in the first place, you know, like don't just walk mm-hmm. in blind or just think I'll figure it out later or, this is how everyone else does it. Like really do your homework, know what you're getting yourself into because then you don't have to save yourself from this path that you've gone down or this thing that you've done. Um, if you'd only known, you know, you can't go back, but, uh, but in the future, again, it's helpful because in the future now you don't have to make those same mistakes. I feel like, um, there's a lot of gray area, like, uh, with other topics, but with, with your money and with career, I don't feel like that's very gray. Like it's pretty like, pretty black and white. Do your research, figure out like, what you know whatever you're considering doing like what is what is realistically gonna gonna turn out to be like you know research that and then make a decision you know it's not like there's only so much speculating i feel like you know it's pretty black and white you know yeah i don't, I don't know if there's a much uh, enough thought and attention and like um like focus on doing things the right way the first time yeah you know what i mean and like Sure, like we're young, we have a lot of chances, there's a lot of time to figure things out, but also you can save yourself a lot of time and a lot of those chances and, you know, favors you have to pull by just making, doing the right thing in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could maybe be an excuse for, you know, taking a long time to decide or being really kind of worked up about what your decision is or kind of what you're going to pursue. Um, all this was kind of spurred from a quote that I heard from Charlie Munger who says, uh, nobody survives open heart surgery better than the guy who didn't need the procedure in the first place. Um, so anyways, just a little bit of a reflection of in the future, what can you avoid? And even like right now, like, is there a change of direction or something you can do so that you don't have to be 
in the situation of maybe later wishing that you would have gone back and yeah. done things differently. Yeah. Um, the second one is almost everything comes down to delayed gratification. Um, and I was just sort of, th- I don't know, again, thinking about money, your career, like especially these two things, uh, almost, I mean, every single time it's like, do I want something now or am I, am I okay waiting until later? Um, it reminds me of, uh, the, like the social experiments kind of overused at this point, but where they put a bunch of kids in a room together, or actually, I mean, each kid is in a room individually, but they put like one tiny piece of chocolate in I front just of heard them this. and and they tell them, Hey, if you wait for, I think it's something like two minutes and you haven't eaten it, then we'll give you two chocolates. And then when they come back, they say, Hey, well, here's your two chocolates. Great job uh, waiting. But if you wait another, you know, two or three minutes, we'll give you two more chocolates. And it's just so funny, like, um, watching all these kids' reactions, like they'll sniff it and they'll lick it and they'll, you know, like inspect it and look right because they want it so badly. But then they look back at these kids' lives 20, 30 years later. Mm-hmm. And the, every single time the kid who could delay the gratification of just picking up the chocolate and they had the patience to wait for when they had eight chocolates, 16 chocolates, a hundred chocolates, um, and were able to delay that gratification ended up being more happy and wealthy, successful, you know, on kind of all of the, uh, benchmarks and stuff, but yeah, I, I'm not sure where that was, but I, I just heard it again. And I think it's, that's super interesting because it's, like, it makes a lot of sense. Like, but I mean, it's also crazy to think like, I mean, I, the study, other kids like what, five or six, like they're, they're young, right? Yeah. I've never actually like seen the videos really or like read about it, but I've heard about it. And I think it's just crazy. Like, dude, like that's in us as people, like, you know, from that young age, like that, those types of uh, behavior and habits are formed and it's and it sticks with you you know so yeah i think it's i think it's crazy well really tangibly you know money like the most fundamental thing that you can do about money is just to save more or just i mean don't spend as much as you earn right it's kind of like if you're not spending more then you're at least saving something but also thinking about do i want to save this money and spend it on something else or do i want to let it sit there mm-hmm. and then save it later um and and the reason why we do that is because kind of the world, the opportunities, investment opportunities, they all reward long-term patience. Yeah. The longer that you keep something in the stock market, the better it performs. The longer you hold onto a house, the more cash you produce from it and the more it depreciates. Mm-hmm. Um, the longer that you save, like if you start saving at 20 rather than 40, the more your money can compound. Yeah. Um, same thing with c- your career. Like, do you just hop to the next job because you're not happy with where you're at or do you stick with it? knowing that in the next year you have an opportunity for a promotion and you're in the right industry or in the right, in the right place and you're just going to grant it out. Um, yeah. Again, it all just comes down to do I want something now or do I want it later? The third one is you probably can't follow your dreams or do what you're passionate about. I like <laughs> I lo- this one. <laughs> it's like it's such like, a downer, yeah, but it's I'm like, like a punch yeah. in the gut, but it's yeah. It's Take that. Um, and this was born from Chris rocks advice uh, for kids. And this is what he like, I think he did it. Maybe, um, it was like a middle school elementary. I don't know. I forget where, what the context was, but he was literally talking to like kids under the age of 13 (laughs) for sure. And he says, you can't be anything you want, but you can be anything you're good at as long as they're hiring. I thought that was so true. Like, let's just cut out the the BS of you can do whatever you want. You can follow your dreams. You can do what you're passionate about. It's like, sure. But there has to be a real need for that. 
and um and i just thought it's funny like as long as they're hiring well like yeah that's very true because otherwise i mean no one sure you can go like study i don't know the rocks nucleus and changes over time but like is that anyone going to pay you to do that yeah if not like maybe you should find something else that you find a little less interesting but still you're, you're yeah. passionate about um but yeah it's just funny like i don't know i struggle with that because it's like what did god create you to do and we'll get into this a little bit later but really jobs are jobs at the yeah. end of the day and they're to make money and it's not going to be the most like fantastic dramatic thing sometimes. yeah my dad used to always say to me like there's a reason why people get paid like there's a reason why like, you're, yeah. you're getting money to do this you know like you may do something you don't really want to do or it may not be like the that fun exciting you know job that you would be looking for and i, I feel like what his quote is so basic, but I've never heard it. But I think it's really, it's so cut and dry, but I like it a lot. I think it's super funny. Like, it's kind of funny to an extent. Yeah. Um, I feel like right now for me, I, I'm in a spot to where I am doing what I want to do. And so I think if I, if I wasn't, I think if I heard that, I'd be like, oh, like that sucks. Like, yeah. I, it would run me the wrong way. Right now, it's a little entertaining, I guess. But I mean, I think it's super true. Yeah. Well, I think it puts some but perspective I, to I want to say, I feel like, but, you know, the point of this podcast is like to give hope. And I feel like, well, that's not the point, but that's part of it. I feel like this statement is very, like, takes away hope, you know? And so it's kind of like, what do you, if you're someone that's hearing this right now and you're not doing what you want to do, like, then what? Like, you know, what, what are we trying to communicate right now, I guess, is my point. Yeah. Well, I think if you look at it more closely, like, the, it kind of ends with the downer, but he says, you can't be anything you want. He says, but you can do or you can be anything you want, you're good at as long as they're hiring. So you can't be anything that you want. You can't. You know, I couldn't go and be an NBA superstar, right? I couldn't go uh, be a NASA astronaut. I couldn't. These are kind of extreme examples, but I probably also couldn't. Um, I probably also couldn't do what you're doing because I just don't really like it that much. I'm not really good at putting my head down and lifting things all day, and like it's just not that interesting to me. Mm. Um, so I think it's good. He says you can't be anything you want, but you can do anything you're good at. Like, what are you good at? And if they're hiring for that, then like. Sure, you can be whatever yeah. you want as long as you're good at it. I'm terrible at basketball. <laughs> terrible at math and science. <laughs> terrible at, you know, putting tables together. But I'm good at other things mm -hmm. and they're hiring for it. So I can be anything. I can be any sort of That's tech funny. marketer or, you know, et cetera. Mm. The fancy stuff. The fancy stuff. You too good for my tables? <laughs> no, not at all. Is that what you're saying, Corey? I actually had a lot of fun when we did like the market lights and the You did? Yeah. Yeah, I took Corey on a job with me and that was fun. Because it was at the the safari park. So. I've, I've thought a few times, like, you know what? If if I just, like, if I entered the lottery, like, once, and I just won, and I just had, like, a crazy amount of money, I'd probably just go work for Jeremy for fun, for yeah. free. <laughs> to get to the <laughs> like, pool. what would I do? Go yeah. see the fun venues. <laughs> exactly. But, like, also have, like, a little bit of, you know, like, sweat and, yeah, like, a little, little bit of hard work. I always tell my guys, hey, you're getting paid to work out. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah, anyways. Um, on, the, on the same lines... Uh, this guy named Scott Galloway, who's in the tech world, right? I'm not going to go into it, but his advice is people who tell you to follow your passion are already rich. Mm. Um, was I thought was really interesting because that's a, yeah, that's a really it good kind point. of is true. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of survivorship bias, which is when you're successful in some way, but then the way that you look back on it and advise others isn't actually reflective of your own experience. Mm. It's sort of a, a skewed bias wave of how you're looking at it and reflect on it. Um, but again, going back to like, how does this, what do you do with this? Like, how is this constructive to your life? Um, people who 
who tell you to follow your passion are already rich. Well, it's like, you know what? They found a way to uh, not necessarily follow their passion, but they found what they're good at and they found a way to make money out of it. And now they get to go do what they're passionate about. Or now they get to go, um, you know, do other things. So there's a balance between those. Yeah. I don't don't know if this this is in your notes, but I was going to say like, I think it's a big part of it. Like, um, Joanna, my sister would always say it's not so much about like the job. It's more like the lifestyle, you know, what it provides. And so like finding a job that allows you to like have the freedom or financial ability, whatever it is to like do what you are passionate about, like in your spare time, like I think it's a big, big way of looking at it, you know? Yeah. I think that's a nice segue into uh, the fourth point here, which is that money does solve problems, just not all of them. (laughs) Um, Similarly, this is kind of survivorship bias too, but Usually the people who tell you that money doesn't solve your problems either one uh, have a lot of problems that just could never be solved with with money or they have tons of money and um, and they've you know basically already solved their problems uh, and well I should say they already have a lot of money and so they tell you that money's not going to solve all their problems even though like a lot of their problems have already been solved with money yeah. if that makes sense Um you know, I, I don't know. A lot of people that tell you, like I hear all the time from, you know, tech entrepreneurs or venture capitalists or whatever about how money doesn't solve your problems. But when they're talking about problems, they're not talking about like poverty or fulfillment or providing for your family. They're talking about like your problems, like I'm having an affair with my yeah. coworker, right? I, I like my problems of my drug addiction or my alcoholism or, you know, basically like the vices and the sins. Um, so it's sort of a scoop, like you have to know who, who's giving the advice because the reality is money can solve some problems. Like it can help people out of really tough financial situations. It can enable someone to go, uh, get an education or to pursue another career. Um, it could be a life-saving amount of money to, you know, get a surgery that you need or some sort of medical, uh, thing that you need. Um, so the reality is again, money does solve problems, just not all of them. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of the problems that you, like, named, like, the affairs or, like, you know, personal problems, like, those are there whether you have money or not. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, if you if you think that money is going to fix all of those problems, like, no, it won't. But, I mean, I'm sure it could help with kind of, like, the practical examples you're giving. Um, I've never heard that quote. I, you know, you've always heard money doesn't, doesn't solve your problems. And you've never heard the way that you're saying it right now. Right. I think you should publish this. <laughs> Thanks. No, I think, I think it's I'm good. just going to take credit good, for it. No, I'm just joking. But I think it's, yeah, I mean, I feel like, this way of looking at it, it it kind of shows you like the, I don't know where I read this, but it was kind of talking about like, we, we often like blindly follow what is always said or always done. And we don't really think about what we're doing. Um, was I talking about that with you or someone else? I don't know where I heard that. I feel like we've talked about it yeah, before. I think we've talked about it. Like, yeah. Like you just, I, I don't know what some examples are like, okay, you know, taking out a loan for, you know, four year education or, you know, I don't know, buying a new car or what, I don't know, all these like just basic things of life that we just do because it's normal. But like, we don't really think about yeah. like what's actually going on here. And I feel like, you know, this statement, like it's kind of like looking at it differently, you know? Yeah. Well, exactly. If I had just thought my entire life, money doesn't solve any of my problems and it's never going to well, fix anything. Then why would you be motivated? Like what, you know, like, yeah, exactly. Well then I'm actually probably going to live really poorly yeah. and not be generous and I'm actually probably going to be more of like a slave to money than anything. Mm-hmm. But if you know money solves pro- some problems, just not all of them, and only certain types of problems, then you actually have a much more healthy view of money um, in that it does solve some of your problems. And it's good to work towards that. And it's good that it can um, because 
if money couldn't solve any of her problems, right, then it's like, wow, then what, I don't know, what do you do? Like, it, there's so many different, it would be so much harder, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, like, with this one, it's important to, like, um, like, if you found yourself thinking, okay, money's going to fix, you know, X, Y, Z, like, well, really identify, like, what those problems really are, and I kind of look at, like, the root of what is causing it, you know, I think yeah. it's like a quick, like, two-minute analysis, you can figure out, like, okay, is money actually going to fix this, or will it, like, you know, um, lend itself, like, more towards the problem? Yeah, yeah, I mean, if, if you're problem quote unquote is that you don't feel fulfilled or you don't feel cool or like where you want to be in life money is probably not going to solve that because you're always going to want bigger and better things you're always going to be chasing a bigger house or a new boat or a new car whatever it is but if you're if your problem is that you know your kids are starving and you want to be able to i don't know leave wealth to the next generation of your kids 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 um then it's like, yeah, you know, that that problem can be solved uh, smartly. I, I remember, remember the book I'm reading right now is uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And, oh, uh, you've never read it before? No, I've heard so much about it the last oh couple gosh. of years. And so finally, I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to read it. Um, <laughs> it's, been, it's been pretty good. But one yeah. of the things he was talking about is like, we don't really consider like the actions that we take. We kind of just follow what, what people follow. And one thing he was talking about like on the su- subject of money is um, – Sorry, Max is going crazy right now. Max, <laughs> chill, bro. Um, talks about like if if you are in a mindset of if I just had more money, you know, if I just made a little bit more money, and, and he, then they'll fix X, Y, Z. He said it's probably not gonna fix your problems, but he says if you like look at like let's say okay, so like of that way of thinking, probably the root problem is like your expenses, like it's the way it's your yeah. style of living. And so we said if rather than thinking, hey, if I made a hundred grand a year versus fifty grand a year, he said instead like look at what do you spend money on? What expenses like do you have? And let's say instead, like let's say you cut out, you know, XYZ of your expenses and then you made a hundred grand a year, well then yeah, money might fix some of those problems. But if you're not looking at like the root issue being your expense, it's not gonna help you, you know, it's probably yeah. gonna further your problems. And I feel like that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. That's funny. They're reading that book too. Um, yeah. Jenny, uh, Stackley recommended it. So yeah. I was like, you know what? I'll read it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's sort of outdated and it's also, you know, you yeah. have to know like context of who he is yeah. and everything, but it's also really interesting. And, you know, it's one of the first books I read that kind of made me think about money and career differently. Um, fifth and final one is that your job can give you purpose, but your purpose doesn't have to be your job. Um, and I feel like, this one can be applied to Christians and non-Christians just feeling like, what is my purpose in life? Do I want to be a pastor? Do I want to be a scientist? Do I want to be a stay at home mom? Um, you know, basically, and I feel like maybe there's a little bit too much purpose wrapped up into your job. When, like we said before, your job at the end of the day is a job. You are paid for it. It's an occupation. It takes skill. It's likely, you know, being done for someone else for a purpose that you don't, you don't really care about. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't have to be, give you purpose. Um, it doesn't mean that you can't help people. It doesn't, it doesn't mean they can't fit into the greater scheme of God's plan for your life and what he wants to accomplish through you and how you are fulfilled as a person, the things that you care about. Um, but again, it doesn't have to be your single source of, of purpose, right? Yeah. The um, thing that you like defines who you are. Yeah. Uh, that re- reminds me, uh, Nathan, my brother, uh, he, uh, 
I'm not sure who it was, but he talks about like a few like main historical figures like Ben Franklin, George Washington, some other like key figures. He said that uh like everything they accomplished was on top of like their normal job that they mm. had to yeah. pay bills. And I think it's a good reminder because you think of guys like that and like you know what they were able to accomplish. And I think it's easy to think like, oh, like that's just what they did. But the reality is, you know, they had families, they had hobbies, they had, you know, like a means to pay the bills and they still did all of that. And so I think it's a good just thing to think about. Like you can, dude, Max is going crazy. Max. He's just straight He's up all over you. me right now. It's so distracting. Um, where's my train of thought? Um, uh, well, I think it's the thought you're bringing up about like putting too much emphasis on like your job being your purpose well like no your job can provide for you and then outside of that you can live your purpose and i think another way another thought i had was okay well then have a job for a while you may not love it but like focus on building wealth focus on like attaining like assets or just ways to earn money outside of your other job and you know then you can move on to doing what you want to do like in your later years you know yeah yeah exactly it doesn't have to all be you have to have the best job and your only job, what you're supposed to do for your entire life, right? Again, there's seasons, there's different contexts you need to be in. Uh, I just want to encourage, you know, people and uh, like, don't wrap up too much of yourself into your job, especially as guys, you know, we can get really um, kind of uh, integrated, right? With our Mm -hmm. job and as who we are as a person that defines how we feel and what we do and uh, how other people, you know, perceive us. You know, what level am I a manager? Am I a director? Am mm-hmm. I moving up? Am I moving down? Do I just move tables? <laughs> Do I just move tables? <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, but it can be a part of the grand scheme. And, you know, I think it's mm-hmm. a really healthy maybe way to think about it is ultimately our purpose in life as human beings is to glorify God. Pretty much everything kind of levels up to that is to glorify God in the way that we know, that we know and love him and the way that he knows and, uh, and loves us. And then the way that that kind of translates and the way that that is happens can be different for every single person in their occupation, the people that they, that they uh, are around and have relationships with um, the things that they do, the ways that they give money and time, uh, the organizations that they're involved in the place that they live to. Um, and it's not really that there's like a right or wrong purpose for anyone because they all level up to the same purpose of glorifying God through the way that they love and know him um, and that the, in the way that he knows and loves us. So anyways, you don't have to put so much into your, go- into your job. Your job can give you a purpose, but your purpose doesn't have to be solely your job. That's good. Cool. Any closing thoughts? Um, no, I just wanted to say like, if you, cause I feel like the majority of listeners right now are probably not, like I think the majority of people aren't doing the job they want to do, you know? And so mm, I think I just wanted right. to say like, that's probably you listening. Um, I think you're like end point just now about like glorifying God. Like that's really like, what it comes down to. That's really what matters. And so yeah. I think um, I, I don't want this to be like a discouraging episode or like a cynical one, but I think um, there are good thoughts. And I feel like overall I would say like, keep your focus on what you're saying about like glorifying God and um, especially like, in your workplace and with those you're around daily, like find ways to like fi- to find purpose in that part of it. Cause there, you know, that can be, um, you know, if you're someone that you are around people constantly at your job, like you have a huge opportunity that I don't have, that you don't have Corey to be, to be a light and to be an encouragement and a, a source of truth. So, yeah. And also, like I said, if someone's not doing what they want to be doing and they just, you know, I, I know the feeling of constantly feeling like, okay, if once I get here, you, yeah. I'll be happier. Like I can't wait to get to this place in my career or in my life or doing this job. 
Um, you know, especially when you're in college and you just like, you can't wait to graduate yeah. and you feel like your life's going to be a hundred times better knowing, you know, that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Um, but it's encouraging also knowing like, Hey, like, like not, not so much needs to be wrapped up in this job mm-hmm. and you can find life and fulfillment and purpose in many other ways, not just in your job. So yeah. you don't have to put so much into just that. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, don't forget to leave us a rating and review. Um, and uh, we will talk to you next one. See ya. Yeah.